You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Do you love sci-fi, horror, and fantasy films? Then grab a badge for Otherworlds Film Festival, the country's premier sci-fi film festival. There will be Q&As, panels, parties, and mixers. Rub elbows with up-and-coming and established filmmakers, as well as like-minded filmgoers. Come celebrate our seventh year, December 3rd through 6th, at the Galaxy Highland in Austin, Texas. Badges are now for sale at otherworldsfilmfest.com. That's otherworldsfilmfest.com. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. get when you take two cable installation guys and throw them in a bunch of spooky adventures. Uh, probably not what you're thinking and not what you would guess from the trailers either. <laughs> this show is Truth Seekers, a British Amazon Prime show starring Nick Frost and Samson Ko as two, like I said, cable installer guys who find themselves caught up in the world of the paranormal and it's a pretty interesting horror comedy. And today with me I have Elliot. Hey, hey. And Robert. Hello, everybody. And Matt. Hello. So let's start this off. Elliot, what did you think about this? Uh, This was a lot different than what I thought it was going to be, and I still liked it more than I thought I would once I realized what it was. From the trailers, I thought that there was some sort of reality show aspect to this. Um, Like this was going to be sort of a, like a, yeah, like a send up of, um, ghost hunting shows but kind of like sci-fi i think had a show kind of like what i was imagining this to be a while ago where you know it was just um it was like a prank show but but sort of more paranormal themed and this was not that at all this was it was like kind of a parody of ghost hunting shows but it's it's a it's a pretty it's a scripted show where mainly nick frost and occasionally simon Pegg show up and yeah he's like an engineer for this big mobile company which kind of allows him to sort of do paranormal research on the side and uh yeah it's it's kind of a cute show it kind of wears out its welcome sometimes and definitely seems like it's kind of lost at times but yeah i I like this i I was surprised at how well nick frost was able to hold his own without simon Pegg. which he's done in the past he had um kind of a variety sketch show called man eat dog i believe from about 10 or so years ago and that was really funny he he's capable of carrying something on his own for sure i guess that what i ran into with this is i felt like it, it it hit that rough spot where it needed to be longer or shorter. Like it could have made a really tight movie because like there's even there's some stuff where like they double back and go back to the same places a couple times. Or it could have made um, a longer series, which they did kind of set up. A, you know, it's a shorter, um, I think, eight episode series and they set up a little more. I like some of the like kind of urban creepy uh, 
urban legend creepypasta lore they went with like they the plot involves like a numbers station which is a real a real kind of cryptid conspiracy and some things like that there's a cult involved which is actually kind of um you know intriguingly presented i had to sit and think how i felt about the fact that they they immediately resolve the idea that it is very uncontroversial very spoiler free that they very quickly establish that supernatural stuff is real instead of because otherwise you would be kind of like nick frost's character is pretty out there into conspiracy town I, I really liked Samson Chaos character's Elton John, and I was about to say Helen John is his sister. His name is by uh, ostensible coincidence Elton John, which is played for laughs. Um, but his sister's character is really interesting. Is a character with some anxiety that's that's handled you know fairly deadpan and compassionately, and makes makes her an interesting character who still has agency in the plot despite her issue being presented. Um, oh, and I, I, we have to talk about Malcolm McDowell, who is his Nick Frost's dad, who is hilarious. They share the family home. Th- those two are, like, they have such a contentious relationship, and this is a role you don't often see McDowell in, where he's almost completely comedic. Uh, just this kind of old man who's put upon, but he's not really like a doddering old fool or anything, and... It, their their dynamic is hilarious. So they're just such a contentious relationship between father and son. If Malcolm McDowell does not ring a bell with you by name, uh, folks at home, he is uh, he was the lead in Clockwork Orange in his in his youth, and he has been in a lot of British gangster films and a lot of he's been a villain in a lot of sci-fi movies. He's just this ubiquitous character actor, but he always plays like a straight villainous, you know, he a dapper usually like an evil bookie in a suit type character. And this was such, such a change of pace, yeah. He killed Captain Kirk, for God's sake. Like the, I think one of the things that made me laugh out loud the hardest in this whole show is one of the scenes between him and Frost where Nick says something to him and he just goes, oh, fuck off, four eyes from off screen. <laughs> it's great. I think one thing that we're all kind of, uh, you know, pointing to in, in our review here is that there's a little clunkiness, you could say, to the, the storytelling here. And I think that it's part of the growing pains of the 30-minute horror format. So we're getting our story development through our characters, episode to episode, that works in serial. And then when our bad guys or our paranormal flavor of the week, like you said, we've had uh, cults and number stations and uh, lots of creepy different locations, that all works episodically. So every episode we set up like a small horror movie. So we get the big opening, then we settle down, then we get the bad guy, and then we deal with it. But as you do that, they're also taking another big part of horror movies writ large, which is that to make the spooky thing spooky and the fun things fun, they inject a lot of stillness or quiet or non-moving parts of the story and spread out over episodes. I think that that not necessarily jarring, but it's something that doesn't seem to, to let the show flow as well as I think some of us thought we did. There's lots of parts of this show we like, and I think if we really nailed down the steps we weren't too fond of, uh, too many flashbacks or things like that because of the format that we're telling the story and some of these stories take lots of episodes to develop so if if it had been a little tighter hopefully in a season two we'll see some of that uh, you know get dealt with yeah it it seems like it's trying to be several different things It, it definitely looks like one particular thing from the trailer and you start to watch it and it's not quite there it's it's yeah it's like a parody of 
ghost hunters, but not really. I was expecting Reno 911, but with ghost adventures. Yeah, and it doesn't really do that. It's it's like both too serialized and too episodic somehow at the same time because it kind of goes back and forth between the the monster of the week format, but then goes right back into the the ongoing arc of it, and it turns out that it's actually all connected, kind of, and it's just like, oh, well, will you will you pick one? Because I'm kind of getting whiplash here. I gotta say too, one more one uh, interesting thing that I really liked, and it was uh, Julian Barrett as the bad guy. As, as uh, another very much role reversal here, where I'm so used to seeing him play the the goofy, put upon punching bag from the Mighty Boosh, and here he's playing this sadistic, uh, egocentric cult leader with no humor at all. Like he's really creepy in it, and that that was quite interesting to see. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed, though, that Noel Fielding didn't pop up anywhere. <laughs> yeah, this would have been perfect for him. I, I talked to an English buddy about this, um, actually, because I was wondering about it. And I, I it's kind of a big deal that they have unfettered access to a work vehicle and they can just scoot all over England. Because, you know, gas is, a li- gas is a little more expensive there and it's it's very abnormal for them to just be able to, like, nip up to Dublin, you know? <laughs> I did kind of like that it, it didn't seem to take place in, in London necessarily. All these shots of like them driving through fields and this one lighthouse that we keep seeing over and over again made it seem like just kind of a, a local happening in some kind of small town. I thought it was real interesting how they did the integration of the social media stuff. I like that a lot too, where the, um, you know, Nick Frost is a, has, is a YouTuber, but his YouTube channel is kind of fusty and not working well. And, uh, Helen is a, uh, has a, has a makeup and cosplay channel and, uh, has, has like nine times as many followers as him, you know? And that was something else that I really liked about it. They really captured and integrated the, the cultures of those things very well. Cause we also see at one point, a uh, sci-fi and comic book convention that they go to and they name drop things like cosplay anime and it's not really for punchlines it's just very matter of fact and i I thought wow somebody really did their homework on this stuff that was kind of neat to see because usually if anybody ever takes a stab at portraying those things in media it's usually as a joke and they they also nail not not just that broadly but specifically they nail the divide with nick frost being like an older kind of neckbeardy fan that doesn't like that doesn't like everything in fandom and doesn't like all the you know doesn't like the new Star Wars movies and doesn't like the new um doesn't like anime I believe specifically he runs down anime pretty hard at one point and then his his scoobies are more um you know more contemporary and 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 it really echoes his his treatment of his dad is how they treat him yeah. and that makes an interesting loop I want to point out, though, for sure, that if anybody is watching this with the excitement of this being a brand new Simon Pegg and Nick Frost vehicle, abandon that expectation completely. Simon Pegg is in it, and he's one of the executive producers, but he is barely in it. And when he does show up, he's it's kind of just the same scene, the same joke, if you can call it that, over and over and over again. Uh, until a little bit later into it, and I, I don't want to spoil things too much, but I, I thought that what that later thing was kind of came out of nowhere and didn't really have a good good enough setup for it. It's just like, oh, is this we're we're doing this? Oh, okay, I guess. But yeah, it, it is not 
a spooky take on Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead or anything like that. So don't go into it expecting shenanigans from those two. If I'm if I'm being meta and blunt, it feels like Simon Pegg. Um, it feels like Simon Pegg might be waiting to see if it sticks before he commits hard to the second season. That's probably right on the money, honestly. <laughs> so do we want to move into final thoughts? Yeah, I can start off here. I mean, I pretty much agree with everything that's been said. I think there's a lot of this that does work. There's a lot that maybe, yeah, maybe it's because of the format, but there's a lot, even just these eight half-hour episodes that I think could have been cut. I think, you know, all told, you probably could have cut at least like an episode of material out of this thing. I don't think I was necessarily going in expecting anything like Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz. So, I, you know, I like this. The humor was pretty good and caught me off guard at points. I think the the cast together is pretty strong. All of them. Malcolm McDowell is really just, you know, <laughs> a great comedian. Uh, some aside of him that we don't really get to see enough. A lot of this felt kind of half-baked and kind of strung together like they had come up with sort of disparate elements for uh, a horror show and then we're kind of trying to stitch them together. That being said, uh, I you know, I liked this enough and it was interesting enough for me to at least, you know, give another season a chance. So with that said, I'll probably give this 7 out of 10 creepy washing machines. There you go. All right. Who else has some final thoughts? Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I think we saw a neat story mechanic with how they're describing what it is that's behind ghosts and hauntings. You know it Reminded me a little bit of Frequency from the early 2000s with Dennis Quaid. This place is tied somewhere else over time through, you know, the ether type stuff. There was some fun with red herrings, like who's the bad guy or what is behind this? Who's keeping a secret? Stuff that was neat. Uh, Malcolm McDowell was a delight. I think the characters were fun. One last thing it took from big budget horror is it set us up for something to come next. So I'm excited for that. And I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 Gs. And I hope to see 8G Networks and season 2 of this very soon. I really think this could be super good if it finds its legs. So I'm with you there. And I, I want positive vibes out about this. I really like the core unit here i really liked um helen and elton and uh what is nick frost's character's name gus gus yeah i thought they they worked well together we didn't talk about a lot but that's kind of her gimmick is they pick up this fourth person that's very quiet i thought the unit the team worked well together uh, i want to see more i loved uh, comedy from malcolm mcdowell came out of left field and he brought it off perfect thought it was not quite cooked you know but i'm a guy that i i I eat the raw cookie dough anyway. I can live with that. My only my only real note is, just like everybody else, I was really expecting this to be kind of a reality-style parody, like a, like a Reno 911. I like that kind of stuff. Ghost shows are a guilty pleasure of mine. I'm a skeptic, so I like to sit there and watch like, like a ghost show or Ancient Aliens or something, and when they're like, could this be Hitler's ghost? And you're just like, no, no but I'll drink scotch and watch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It was sort of like a, a different watch than I was expecting from the marketing, but I ended up liking it. I do like the seeds they planted for another season, and I hope it gets it. I like the layered portrayal of geekdom. Like, I thought that was cool. I think on the whole, I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 convention presentations you should definitely blink during. 
uh, yeah, kind of the same echoing as everyone else. I, I thought that it was just too much and not enough at the same time of, of many different things. It's it's not what you expect it to be from the advertising and even just from the first episode. You might make some suppositions about what it is. And it's not probably going to turn out to be one of those things either. If, uh, like me, you're a connoisseur of British comedy and or horror and or British horror comedies, it doesn't quite fit the mold of how those typically go either, but it is still a very entertaining, very good character work from everyone involved, and it's nice to see familiar faces like uh, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and yes, Malcolm McDowell just having a grand old time as everyone's dad. Um, I would also like to see a second season, since it kind of left off on a, hey, the adventure continues, woo, at the end. Um, and I would give it seven terrible wigs on Simon Pegg out of ten. <laughs>